thanks for joining me on Profit with a Plan podcast. This is where you can get some great ideas to create your most profitable small business. Just so you know, financial planning isn't only for those that have a lot of money or run big companies. A workable financial plan is for us everyday small business owners and professionals that want to make great financial decisions that lead to bigger profits. So join me, Marcia Reiner, your financial business strategist, each Tuesday for some smart ideas that can add more profits to your bottom line. I've helped tons of small business owners set up and take action on their game plan so they know exactly what steps they should be doing to make more money and to grow their profits fast. If you know of anyone that may be curious, let's share this podcast or let's chat to see how we can create greater profits in your business. So I'm excited today to have on with me Angelo Ponzi. He is a fractional CMO, that's Chief Marketing Officer, and founder of the Ponzi Group. Angelo has had over 25 years of business experience in sales, marketing, branding, strategic planning, and markets. His senior level expertise includes developing and directing comprehensive market and product plans, branding and communication plans, and strategic business planning for a variety of business-to-business, financial, consumer, medical, packaged goods, general retail, restaurants, and high-tech clients. That's just about everybody, Angelo. (laughs) He believes that you can truly, you cannot truly understand the issues or evaluate the challenges for a brand unless you have a firm grasp on the dynamics of the market in which it competes and the needs of the customers. Well said. Welcome, Angela. We're so happy to have you on today. Oh, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. And, and uh, I think you could tell from my opening, it's a lot about planning. <laughs> yes, it is, which fits perfectly into my, my framework. And we were talking um, uh, when we set up this uh, podcast, how uh, I am strategic planning over the money and making the profits and you're strategic planning over the marketing, which leads to profits. So there you go. we are perfectly aligned for what we do, but we're planning on different p- pieces of the business that both lead to profits. And with most of my listeners being small business owners, our whole goal is to grow profits. So tell me, this is going to be the big question, is okay. how in the world do you plan for the big profits over marketing? You know, it's, it's always an interesting uh, question because the, the, from the financial side, of course, the, the business owners or the CFOs are always leery about giving more money to marketing because it puts an onus on us to look at a return on investment. But it really is a, a balance for me about really understanding how the money is spent and being very strategic. So I'm a strategic marketer. Um, I used to own an advertising agency and we got into a lot of tactical things, but I tend to st- stay now as a fractional CMO in the strategic side because I think that's really where it plays. It's, it's about planning. It's about understanding where you want to go. It's about understanding how to maximize the dollars to make sure that every investment has a return on investment, if you will. And so really, how does that all work and kind of looking at it from a top down or a future backwards in a, in a re-engineering standpoint? I, I, I had an interview not too long ago where we were talking about a strategy tree. And if the top of the tree is the ultimate goal, then how do we look at all the different layers and all the different paths and all the different branches 
And how do we make sure that what we're doing at the base, which is wide, lots of things going on to make sure they all layer to the top. So that is probably the, the most important thing to me when it comes to, to a business is looking at the strategic approach and helping them achieve their goals. Love it. And I love the visual of a tree. Now, when I think about marking, I'm going to think of a Christmas tree and on top is the star or, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of, of what you want to achieve on there. Um, I think when people, um, people think about marketing, business owners think about marketing, you're so right. They're always looking for that return on their investment, but they don't see it immediately. So they think it's a failure. Mm-hmm. So how do you address the challenges of, of seeing marketing? Because it's not one and done. It's not the one time that they, you know, you appear that they're going to, oh, I got to buy you now, right? Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. A, a lot of times when people think about marketing and I say I'm a marketer, they immediately go to the tactical side, right? The, the websites, the social media campaigns, the flyers, the trade shows. And, and those are the pieces that help expose you to your customer base. But there's so much more that needs to be done prior to that. Are your messages correct? I worked with a software company last year. They had five verticals and they had one message for all verticals. Yet within each one of those segments, the needs and wants and motivations and behaviors of the target audience were all different. Mm. Even though it was the same software product, the way we talked about it, the way we addressed those market and those needs was very different. And so we had to understand that. And what I got them to realize that, that there was an investment in doing market research, which I call insights, to go out and look for nuggets of, of information that we could leverage in a lot of the strategic aspects. And so... The hard part, of course, is convincing somebody that all that upfront investment, all that time that it takes, it creates a greater efficiency at the other end to make sure that you're maximizing your dollars. And the other misnomer that I get into a lot is like when we're looking at, like I say, a social program or an online program, they said, well, if I'm not selling a product, I sell a service. And it might take 17 touches before someone buys me. How do I know that the investment I'm making is worth it? And so there's ways to set milestones and, and looking at whether it's conversions or, for example, I have certain things on my website that I use as my metrics. If someone, if I send out an email and promote a blog, let's say, and then I go to my website and I see how many hits I've had on my blog as a result of that email, they didn't buy anything from me, but to me, it gave me that ROI that said that my time to do that made sense. So what did they get out of it? They got to read my story. They got to understand more about me as an individual, me as a thought leader. And hopefully they spent a little time on the other pieces of my website that talked about my fractional services and things like that. So at the end of the day, there's nothing quantitative that says they bought X amount of dollars of my services, but I now have someone who's more aware of me. And maybe the next time somebody says to them, hey, I need a marketer, you know, that's how they'll think of me. Now, I will have products and services that I can sell, you know, swipe the credit card and buy stuff. But, but it's really about that strategic aspect of understanding that how all these things work together, that it isn't a one and done, as you said. Branding takes time. Building your brand, building your reputation is, is, is a tremendous effort. It is, it, and you have to nurture it because... 
you can spend years working on the reputation of your business and it only takes one bad review on Glassdoor to send you spiraling these days. And so yeah. it's really important that it's a constant, I, I talk about brand health and I talk about keeping your finger on the pulse of the market. You have to constantly be vigilant about what's going on in the marketplace, the market dynamics, as you mentioned in your opening. It's really, it's so encompassing. There's so many different pieces within that dynamic that can make a change. I was giving a presentation uh, last year or the year before and interest rates skyrocketed the very day I was my drive to this presentation. So when I got to my market dynamic slide, I just said, you know, maybe most of you don't know that interest rates are now whatever it was, 6% or 7%. And your, your ability to borrow just got more expensive. Yeah. It, but if you weren't paying attention and listening and reading and understanding, you were caught off guard, right, from a financial standpoint. So that's exactly. when, I, when I think about dynamics, there's just so many different pieces that can shift. And I think that's a, what you brought up there was a big, important part that I think that people forget is that it's not all about the tactics. It's about the strategy and the tactics are the tools that will help you implement the strategy that you're putting in place whether it is financial or marketing. Um, I think that that's really the important piece. And if you don't know, again, where you are and you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? Yeah, exactly. You, you know, know it's, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just, it's, it's the piece that people forget. They think, okay, I'm just going to charge and go and I'm going to, flyer people or I'm going to, you know, put up the website or I'm going to do this, that they don't think about what, where they are today and what the goal is of what they're trying to do with that piece. It's just that missing piece that I think so many business owners forget. Well, like it's like they, they've worked on their business. They get to a certain point and now they're in a hurry, right? I've got to get the lead gen <laughs> program. In a hurry. I know we've got to do that. I know well, I'm a small business owner too, right? And I, <laughs> I spend a lot of time doing my own stuff, but you know, we're always in a hurry, you know, to get things out the door and nobody wants to wait. Nobody wants to spend the time or the money to go out and talk to, to customers. And I always tell people, it doesn't necessarily have to cost a lot of money. You just have to do something. You know, for some of my clients, I go out and I'll talk to 10 or 15 of their customers. Because after a while, about 15, 16, you'll start to start hearing some similarities. And that's what you're after, right? Is there a consistent problem? Is there something very consistent that's happening that you can capitalize on? And, and for one of my clients I talked to, it was about 25 of their customers. And I heard a few things. If I have a problem, uh, the customer service lady is right there. She fixes it. Man, she's fantastic. We love her. What about management? Oh, we haven't seen management in over a year. I couldn't even tell you who's still there. Matter of fact, you're the first person we've talked to from a senior level standpoint. I'm a consultant. Wow. Back and I told the client, I said, you, you've got some problems. They said, no, they love us. I said, they don't even know who you are anymore. Do you know there's actually new people in the market or in the, in the tax side that don't know you? And so, you know, from that standpoint, my wasn't about running more ads. It wasn't about doing another email blast. My recommendation with those get on a plane, put together a presentation to talk about what you do because they have no idea all the products and services that you've now created that are really cool. Get on a plane and go visit your top customers. And they, they were kicking and screaming a little bit, but they eventually did it. And, you know, they saved a lot of their business because of it. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the um, the things that that people forget marketing and and branding does. You spend a tremendous amount of energy and money to get your new client, right? To get yeah. that one client. Now, once you get them, you think, okay, on to the next client. And you forget about managing and, and honoring that client that you just got and staying in contact with them and following up with them. And it's so much less expensive to sell a second solution to the first client than it is to go out and get a whole brand new client again. Yeah, absolutely. I, when I think about sales and, and, and I've had the opportunity to oversee both, I look at, you know, um, it's retention, it's recapture, and then it's acquisition. So if I know out of my current base that my customers are happy and I can retain most of those and I, you know, whatever the intelligence that we have, we can pretty much predict what that business is going to be. Now that might just put us back even, right? So we're flat or maybe with a little growth. So then the next step is based on where we want to go from a strategic standpoint, financially, that's going to have to come from acquisition. So now that's another whole story, uh, a plan that you have to put together because are you, are you fishing in the same market you're already in because there's other client, potential clients that you don't have? Or now do you have to open up new markets? If you open up new markets, do you have new competition? Can you sell the products and services you currently have to those new markets? Or do you have to go create something new? So when I talk about strategic marketing, that's the kind of stuff I I like to talk about, not about you need a website, you need a social media campaign, right? Right. I, like, like everybody else is talking about, and they're not thinking about the, the needs, the real needs that they have. Um, here's, a, here's a thought for you that, that we both fill. Um, many of our clients that we work with, we are the first C-level or, or executive-level advisor that these clients ever come across. Um, they may not need us on a full-time basis. So they may not need a financial person full-time, but they may need you fractional. They may not need a marketing um, officer full-time because they're just not financially set for that, but they can use your services on a fractional basis or a part-time or project or needs-based um, situation. And they don't think that that's even possible. Well, there, there's a real advantage to it, it, for a fractional person and myself or other people in my, in my situation is because they're getting years of experience literally for a fraction of the price, right? So you're not dealing with all the overhead and all that onboarding. So we, we come in and we're relatively ready to go. And because we've done it, because we have spent time in that, in the C-suite, if you will, mm -hmm. there's a way to approach it and a way to do it. So we're not, you know, we're not the junior marketing person trying to figure out where to go. And so there's a real advantage. And so you're getting a, a an experienced person for, 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 for a fraction price, of the price. Fraction of the, I don't want to say fraction, but a fraction of the price. <laughs> but, but it is. And I think that's what, I think that's what business owners forget is that, you know, uh, I, I talk about this all the time on this podcast. You are not an island. You should not be managing your entire business all by yourself. You should have advisors on there. And in, 
and, and most importantly, you should have advisors in the marketing world to help figure out what that strategy and plan is. And, and it's just something I think they think it's too far. It's too out of reach. Um, I need the guy that's going to that's gonna put my website together or create my flyers or my email campaign. But they're not thinking about what's the goal and the strategy behind the piece that they're putting out. They're just thinking about the quick, I need this out there. I need business cards. Okay, what's your business? <laughs> you yeah. know? I mean, you got to take a step back and put the strategy in place. And, and that's where you're, um, that's where I think we've, many business owners have missed the boat. They don't have that strategy. Yeah, and, and so many, especially small businesses, when they start to do their materials, they tend to do what I call the I. I'm great, I'm wonderful, and <laughs> yes. you're going to yeah. benefit because I am. And honestly, I don't think customers really care. So Not to enough. me, there's a, a way to change that to talk about the value that their, their benefit that they're going to have. I, I work with a client who um, was in the, is in the Christmas industry. And they talked about that. You know, we're great. We got the greatest products and services. And Our so trees the Yeah. My point <laughs> was, who cares? Because what you're really selling is a memory. Because your giant uh, decorations going into malls. And their families are going to take their kids. They're going to take selfies and pictures. And they're going to create memories. That's how you need to talk about your product and services to your customers about the memories that their customers are going to make by utilizing your products and services, not just because we got the highest quality stuff. And so that's the ad agency in you. That's the ad agency in you yeah. that is so beautiful. But most business owners don't think that way because they're in that I set, like you said. How do you get them to think and what kind of research comes out of there to get them to start thinking about what the actual benefit or transformation that that client is going to experience? Is there any kind of steps or process that you go through? Yeah, there's, there's several. Um, one, one I like to use is called laddering. And it looks at the kind of the functional benefits of the product. And then we ladder up or layer up from the rational to the emotional mm. to understand that if someone hires you on the flip side and they buy your widget, they didn't just buy your widget, right? There's a, there's a reason they bought it. There's a, a confidence that they bought. There used to be a saying years ago, you won't get fired for buying IBM. Right. Because they were the behemoth and, and their, you know, quality and their machines worked. And so people trying to sell another computer always ran into that. So as you're layering up, you don't know what the person that ultimately you're selling to, right? Right. They've got to do their job. They want to secure their job. They have a family. They don't want to get fired because they tried a new product and service. So by laddering up and understanding all those different aspects, you can make connections emotionally. So that's one of the ones we use. Another one I like to use is called um, VRIO, which is valuable, rare, um, uh, imitate, and then operational success. And, and really, it's about finding those unique points of differentiation. A lot of times I'll do this and I'll get back. We got great people. Well, well they got great people. They got great people. <laughs> I, you know, we have this widget. I said, yeah, but how easy is it? Is it rare? I mean, is it something you own? Oh, yeah, that's ours. Like now we that. go on to the next one. Can, can your competitors imitate it? Oh, yeah, they could do it pretty easily. Well, then, 
strategically, you might have some value for a while until they decide what you're doing is important and then they steal it or replicate right. it. Right? right. So looking at all those different aspects of how can I truly differentiate on something meaningful and relevant to the customer, right? Because it's about relevancy. And if it's not relevant to them, therefore the messages. So if it, if it doesn't have relevancy, whatever messages you're telling them are not going to be correct because you don't know that relevance, right? So there's so many different pieces and kind of putting together, a, a, I'll call it the brand strategy or the marketing strategy on how you're going to influence and how you're going to stay relevant throughout that process. So it is nurturing, right? Back to, I finally get them, I sold them. Now I just can't say, I'll talk to them again in a year. I have to stay in touch. I have to make sure they understand what they're doing. I, it, I, it, and I, I, we've talked a little bit about insights, branding, and planning. So insights is market research. So I have a market research background. And I was doing a presentation a year ago, and I actually surveyed all of the participants prior to the speech. And one of the questions I asked is, would your customers recommend your company hmm. for products and services? Yes. Then I said, do your customers know all of the products and services you sell? And like 95% said no. So I said, they're really then only recommending you on that. Whatever that little slice of product that you have in your portfolio that they're recommending you on. Do, can you sell any of those other 95% to them? Maybe. Have you ever actually talked to them about it? Well, no. Yeah. So... <laughs> So the, the, even though there might be growing and, and doing fine, there's so many other things that, that we're just not paying attention to. Is it one more installation that you can do? We, so I like to look at things holistically. So it's not about just marketing. It's about if I'm successful and sales is successful, then it's going to have an impact on finance, on HR, on operations, on manufacturing, on inventory, on delivery, right? We go out and sell it big, big assignment. We make sell millions of dollars. And then we run into manufacturing and they say, we can't produce that. We can't, we got tariffs going on in China. We can't get the parts. We, right. And so, so holistically then you're, you're looking at all the pieces and how they all work together. Do we even have the money to finance this growth? Right. We look at from your standpoint on a strategic standpoint, it's about sell, 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 because we can't get the money from the banks or don't have the cash reserve we're in trouble. Now we just sold, we impacted our reputation because now we can't deliver on something we promised. And so it really is a catch 22 that are going on there. Maybe your listeners don't know what catch 22 means, but there's so, <laughs> there's so many things going on in there. And so you just can't be marketing, you know, in a, in a silo. So it's so. Uh, I, I agree. And I think so many small business owners just live in that silo area when it comes to marketing that they're not thinking about the big picture that it requires for them to be able to um, make those steps to, I, th I think about the snowball, the snowball starts at the hill on this little pebble that starts rolling down the hill. And as it starts picking up speed, it's harder to turn and it slows down, but it's bigger and bigger and bigger. And marketing's the same way and growth is the same way. You have to start with the small thing, but it evolves and changes and it's no longer the little pebble, it's the big snowball. And, and it has to have different strategies and different tactics and different plans as it's coming down the hill. So when we're talking to these small business owners, how do you, how do you think that, that they can start to think 
in a different way so that they'll realize that they need help with the strategic marketing plan versus just doing a new website or another email campaign. Well, I think you, you, you kind of talked about it in the very beginning. It's about a plan. It's about understanding where you want to be and where you want to go. And then, and then working backwards and finding the, the elements or the steps that are going to take you there. So it might be an acquisition. It might be adding more salespeople, right? If you're more salespeople, can you support them with the cash that you have, right? So, but, but understanding that, that planning aspect is so important and not just that tactical because you could have, you know, a, a great salesperson that can bring in a lot of opportunities for you. But then, you, but that might not be the best decision at, at this point in time. You might not be or, ready for it. Might not be ready for it. I'm working with a client and we were talking about growth strategies and part of that strategy was acquisition. That was year three. In order to make it happen in year three, you got to plan in year two, which means you got to start investigating what are those opportunities because it could take a year to actually make the acquisition. And so there's, so that's about, that's going on. Then you, I think you used the word innovation at some, one point in time. Innovation is so important. Are you a disruptor? Are you being disrupted? Or can mm-hmm. you be a disruptor, right? So understanding all those different things. And, and probably the phrase I say the most to a client is, we need to spend time working on your business, not just in your business. Yes! <laughs> Hallelujah! Yes! <laughs> happy hands or whatever they call them, you know, (laughs) yes, I think that that we all, we all as business owners need to take a step back um, and really take that time to work on the business, on the business allows, prepares you to, it's like, I, I, I guess I want to correlate it to sleeping at night. So we can work, 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 we can do everything, we can put food in our, in our body, we can, you know, hydrate ourselves, we can exercise, we can do all that stuff to keep us going. But at a certain time, you have to rest. And working on your business is my mind resting. It's giving that body a chance to go, oh, okay, now let me restack this and let me, you know, put all the put all the neurons back in so that that way tomorrow I can grow up again. It's that two steps forward, one step back, two step forward, one step back. You have to constantly do that. And I, so many people that I talk to, they don't take that time. They oh, just, I, it is so true. Forward, more sales, more clients, more and more and more and more, but they never stop to work on their business. Well, because I think they come to the conclusion it's about that activity and working with a, a sales focused organization. One of the things I noticed, it was in my very first meeting, there was a, a whiteboard and it was like, okay, how many calls did you make today, Bob? How many calls do you make, Susie? You know, how many meetings have you set? And it's like, oh my God, this is just, it's just a burn and churn. I I would last five minutes in that kind of an organization. And and so that's where the mentality comes from to actually sit back. And, And this particular client, when they hired me, my whole thing was, we've got to develop a plan. You're a 30 year old company and you've never had a plan. You got lofty aspirations, but you're never going to get there. You've got 12 salespeople. This is true. 12 salespeople. The number one salespeople person had been there 15 years. The person at the bottom was been there three months and their quotas were the same. How's that possible? It doesn't make any sense. No. 
And when I, when I interviewed the young, uh, young gentleman, he basically said, yeah, they gave me a catalog on Monday and by Wednesday I was out selling. I said, what'd you sell? He goes, I, I don't know. I was just calling people, keeping my fingers crossed. Cause he didn't know, he didn't know what he was doing. The onboarding program wasn't there. Right. So yeah. again, back to, there's so many different pieces of this, of this musical, if you will, if you think about an orchestra, right. You can't be yeah. conducting this great orchestra and your, you know, your winds are not there or your brass section's missing or you're waiting for the, the symbols to come in and, you know, that guy's off on a smoke break or something. Right? So, <laughs> so if you really think about it, I mean, it, it, I think that's a, a simple way to put it. I mean, it, it, you're conducting an orchestra and, and everybody's got to be playing in the same key and, right? uh, and all that stuff. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I joke commonly that, that hope is not a plan. Um, and, um, <laughs> you know, you, you can't, you crossing your fingers and trying and going blindly is, is just the worst way you can go because, well, no, I, I take that back. It's not the worst way you can go. It's the slower way to go. Because if you have a strategy in place, whether it be marketing or financial or sales or growth, this, the plan itself is going to get you there faster because you know exactly what you need to do, right? If you, work, if you work the plan. If you work the plan. I love it, Angela. We are speaking the same song. We're singing we in tune. We, have, we so. are. We got a, we got a two-person orchestra going. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds, it sounds good to me, and I'm sure I'm a little tone deaf, but it sounds good to me. <laughs> so, Angela, how can people, um, my listeners, find out more about you? Where can they get in touch with you? Sure. They, uh, LinkedIn is the best place. They can find out, inter- connect with me on LinkedIn. I, I, I pretty much connect with everybody. And uh, also my website at theponzigroup.com. That's P-O-N-Z-I group.com. Um, and also there they can uh, listen to my podcast, uh, Business Growth Cafe. And I'm also on all the major podcast platforms like you are as well. And uh, I encourage everybody to to check check it out. Thank you. Thank you. You have been so valuable. And I think, uh, as we mentioned earlier, that it's just really important that business owners, specifically small business owners, know that they don't have to go about it alone, that you can have a team of people at a fraction of the price that can support you on your growth strategies and just really um, flatten the curve, uh, Mm -hmm. to to be blunt, you know, to flatten the curve and, and get you there faster with, with less mistakes, less errors, less costly errors, less time, and just to use the folks that, that do that for a living. So I, uh, and Angelo, you, you've nailed it on the head with the, the strategy and not the tactics. The tactics are the tools to get you there. And, um, I just, I just love that idea. So thank you so much for, uh, for yeah, coming you. on the podcast. Um, I hope our listeners had found some value today, maybe uh, an idea too that they can put into their business that, you know, you can have more control over your money, be more profitable and control the marketing. Uh, if you'd like to know specifically how to increase your own profits in your business, let's chat. My contact information will always be in the podcast. Uh, 
And I'm super excited to announce my book, Big Profit Secrets Exposed. It is out on Amazon and uh, you can get it there. It's got some great ideas and tips. It's an easy read, only 150 pages. So you can get through it with the on an airplane ride once we start flying again. <laughs> uh, also, if you'd like to uh, to get a hold of um, Angelo, you'll, his information will also be in the pon- podcast notes. So we would love to hear your yeah. ideas or feedback on future shows. So reach out to me at Marcia at Bella Financial Group. And as always, you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Angelo. Thank you. 